0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun.
1: Into the happy hour, we ride. Friday, are we evening? Is it evening? What we decide? I can't what? remember the rules, but sure. Okay, what would it say evening? Friday evening. Take you guys into the weekend. We have one more question to finish on the Big Five. Yes, we do. Thanks
2: for uh, bringing it back to the Big Five, You're Tony. welcome.
1: We were talking about the Olympics.
2: I don't know why my headphones sound so weird, but I'm going to do what Tony did and just power <laughs> through it. Uh, but we have an emerging bidder for the 2036 Summer Olympics, and that would be... The World Cup host, Qatar. I've read this whole thing about the host city of Lusail, or I'm uh, hoping I'm pronouncing that right, and how this city has been created to draw big events, which would include the 2036 Summer Olympics, Formula One, and more. Now, the city is supposed to grow into a big city with lots to do, and they have even designed it to be more tourist-friendly during the hot months by building the streets with air conditioners. So basically, you just have vents down the streets, and it's blowing up ice-cold air underneath you to try and cool down walking around town. Now, critics of this are saying, if you need to put in uh, air-conditioning vents in the streets, how are marathon runners going to take to take part in their race and all this other stuff? So Chris, would a Summer Olympics in Qatar be ridiculous? I don't know. They said the World Cup in Qatar was going to be ridiculous. But they, they also changed it, it to the winter. But was it ridiculous? Yes. It was. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs>
1: kind of. What
2: well, was kind of ridiculous about it? Please
1: explain uh, Tell me one
2: ridiculous thing that happened in Qatar, and it was Qatar's issue. When the tournament started, they were kicking out journalists for filming things that they weren't supposed to film, but they were able to film it through their media
1: pass. Mm, did they correct? I think they corrected that.
2: That was a that was a disaster. I'm more talking about the weather of everything. You can't have the Summer Olympics in a desert. I know. You also can't run the marathon in Los Angeles in the summer, and that's what happened in 1984 when the smog was going to blow all these guys away. And Mm. what happened? It was successful. They were fine. Believe it or not, they survived. (laughs) Believe it or not. Okay. All right. That's a cool. Do I think it's going to be a disaster? No, I don't. But uh, Qatar would not be my first choice.
0: Why are we even Olympics? in
2: 2036? I understand they need to plan and everything and start building stuff, but it's ridiculous that we're talking about Olympics in 2036 and 2022. 14 years from now, I'm going to be 51 Jeez.
1: when this when
2: these Olympics happen.
1: I mean, I'll be older.
2: Ooh, You'll be 53. Yeah. Don't even go there. Not. Chris will be Don't 197. Go. <laughs> Chris will be like Yoda at that point. (laughs) Uh, Tony, you don't think it's ridiculous or what?
1: No, I don't think it's ridiculous, Scraby. All right. I just thought, okay. You guys set me straight. That's it for the big five. Thank you. Whole lot to do about nothing. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, The Holiday Market is back at Gallagher Square at Petco Park. Now open every day from 4 to 10 until December 23rd. Enjoy Christmas lights, displays, seasonal food and beverage, Santa and other holiday characters, and the and new this year, guests can also expect to see, you guessed it, live reindeer, real, real live reindeer. There's Yes, no thing. yes they they actually have antlers. It's not attached underneath the chin or something like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they have it tied underneath <laughs> <they're>, the chin. <laughs> they're, they're
1: real, real antlers, carnival games, and giant slide. Tickets are on sale now at padres.com/holidaymarket we opened the show uh talking about the uh a the signing of uh Carlos Rodon to the Yankees uh he signs a 6 year what was it 1 162 62 got paid basically we also talked uh quite in depth about Alden Gonzalez's article in the in on ESPN kind of going through every scenario for the Padres in terms of the big four, shall we call it, right? Chato, Bogarts, Tatis, Soto. Um, in the article, he basically runs through the really the three main scenarios, right? First, Manny possibly opting out after this next season, is after the 2023 season. Um, according to John Heyman's tweet, um, the Padres expect for him to do just that. Shouldn't be all that a surprise, Uh the market is pretty high right now. The other scenario that Juan Soto exits after his or during his free agent run. Still time to be uh to for the Padres and Soto to figure that out. Um and the last scenario is probably the best scenario. All four remain Padres for the foreseeable future. Forever. Yes. Um as I said, the two guarantees beyond the 2020 20, season would be uh, Xander Bogarts and Fernando Tatis Jr.
2: Although Fernando's not a guarantee either. A lot of people still think that at some point the Padres and or Fernando could change their minds about their love for each other and the Padres could want to trade him or Fernando could want to be traded. So there's people that are there's people that are trying to tear us down, Tony.
1: They build be- us up so they can tear us down. <laughs> Before we even have a chance to enjoy it.
2: That's right. So, first of all, we better enjoy it while we can. We know in 2023 all four guys are going to be here. And after that, got to trust in Peter Seidler and his commitment to this franchise that Potters going to do everything they can to keep these guys here. I mean, there's only so much money you can, you can, know, you can pay. I mean, eventually, yeah. I mean, you got the, you still got Darvish, you still got Hater, you still got Snell, still got some other players. as well. He's free agent.
1: Snell's a free agent, free agent up, after after this year, right? Let me
2: just double check. I, I don't think know you're exactly, correct. but you know, eventually there comes a limit to what you can keep. Right. So, you know, let's just hope that this yeah, is the year twenty 2020 twenty three season works under contract. Nicely. Oh, so. It's 2023. It's
1: all coming together. It's at least, it's, at least on paper, it is. Yeah. So you, you'll still have that. Uh,
2: but I wouldn't think that he's going to make a contract like he did when he signed his extension it, when it, he was with remember, the Rays. Yeah, his
1: extension, I mean, by all accounts now, is, is a discount.
2: Uh, it's five. For, he signed a contract five for fifty with the Rays. Yeah.
1: So that was getting 10, 10 a year. Hmm. Um. I would expect that to go up. You would expect him to make more.
0: Yes,
2: prices don't go down. I guess you're right. But he has would he have pitched up to more than that.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you got to think he won a Cy Young in the time that he was five for fifty. But he got That's that because true. it was in Tampa. You know, they they weren't, and it was before he needed to even be approached with one. So you give a little in order to get that longevity. He got that. So I mean, listen. Although Blake had a rough first half each of the first two two seasons, this second half was dominant both times. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Certainly the Padres will have uh, some decisions to make. They still have some decisions to make this year. You brought up – we talked a little bit about Corey Kluber and and Nathan, well, Nathan Waldy. The more I think about those type of pitchers – the more i like the idea of 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 bringing them in bringing them all in bring, i mean if you could bring both in great but certainly one of the two i think would be a good fit for the padres in terms of of, of rotation
2: oh there's no question i think of aldi would be too expensive personally
1: yeah i mean listen he, he certainly could he certainly i don't know i haven't heard a whole lot on his market at this point um but if he he probably of the two would be the most expensive he's younger He signed a, uh, in 2019, he signed a four-year,
2: $68 million And remember, that
1: was fresh off of a World Series in Mm -hmm. which he pitched lights out. And so, you know, we'll see where his market is. I I mean, we're talking, there aren't too many of those type of guys left.
2: Spotrack or Spotrack is predicting, they have this, I've spent too much time on this website, but his calculated market value taking into every all counts of everything that's happened already would be two years thirty four million dollars, so about seventeen million dollars a year for him. Is what they're projecting. Projecting for Yvaldi? Yeah, for Evaldi. What they're, about Kluber? You let know? me
1: look him up real quick.
2: Well, please do. I'm gonna, guess, we're talking I'm gonna talking guess about, about both guys. I'm going so guess would,
1: about I'm gonna say about
3: five.
2: His market value, they're saying he should The that, that teams could sign a contract one year, nine point seven million dollars.
1: Four off. Five off, really. It's like (laughs)
2: 10.7 million. That's what they're projecting, yes. Man, it'd be nice to. to, Why didn't I stick with baseball? (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't I stick with baseball? I mean, I wasn't that bad. You know, I was all right. You think you could have made the major leagues? Coach Dietz Dietz came up and said, You know, you're probably, you know, really unlikely (laughs) to make it. And I was like, Yeah, I think you're right. I should have fought him on it.
1: Is that how it, is that how it ended for you no I don't
2: really know it ended because <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't really invited to play on the summer league team and I kind of got the felt like the writing was on the wall they got together during the summer and played a bunch of games and I was shipped off to another squad
1: oh man that, so when that I hurts. came back
2: and talked to coach Dietz I was kind of like are you salty he was like you you, you know yeah you're probably not going to have much of an opportunity here I wasn't salty though. That's what I'm. That's the whole point I'm right, getting to. Right. I was, you
1: should have been salty. You I should
2: have been saltier. I should have been like, no, <laughs> saltier. I'm, I'm going to continue playing. I'm going to go pitch somewhere and beat your brains in. But <laughs> wow, I mean, uh, that's, that <laughs> I that would have that been attitude. the first
1: time Coach Dietz heard that. Before. I
2: actually uh, have audio from the moment that Coach Dietz told Chris he wasn't a major league pitcher. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. Name oh! and logo. <laughs> it just uh, reverberated all around San Diego County. All around San Diego County. It's not that funny because it was so obvious <laughs> that that was what you were going with. I didn't, I didn't know that was coming. That's why it was funny to me. Uh, that's good. Scratch you've been on it today. I have today, yes. Yeah. That bothers me. I stood in line at the bank for you today. <laughs> I know. You do, that, you do that to me. I know. Thank you, Chris. That is cold-blooded,
1: man. I know. Cold-blooded. The lady, Jane uh, and logo, uh,
2: sign in my face. How did we get that noise again? That was my sound. when to tell her, slam the door. In my face. Uh, oh, oh <laughs> that, so this is what happened.
3: Jane and logo.
2: Oh yeah, they, they were like, man, someone's having a medical emergency in the
1: lobby right
2: now. <laughs> Doesn't Tony ever make any funny noises? <laughs> uh, yeah, he sure does. Give me some and meat.
1: The- <laughs> That's not funny. I'm an original Froot Loops guy.
2: Pickles. <laughs> There you go. Everything Tony does oh, is surrounded by food. It is yeah. surrounded
1: by food. That is funny. I am an undercover lovable Boogie. guy.
2: Lovable guy? <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. If you don't know what
1: lovable means,
2: just
0: let you we'll let you figure it it out we'll let you figure it out.
1: We got more Gwen
0: and Chris. We got more happy hour on the way. Here's some traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good luck to
2: everybody out there getting uh, into their uh, fantasy football playoffs this weekend. Uh, I can uh, sit by and wish you all good luck because I'm not involved. Scraby's involved, even though he didn't make the playoffs in our league. He signed up for enough leagues to guarantee him at <laughs> least one postseason berth. I made two or three. You had to make
1: one of them. I mean, yeah. geez. Tony didn't in
2: make like, any of them Tony's in here. like
1: Three leagues, and I think you're in the playoffs in all of them, I'm right? only in two. I'm in both of them. You made them both. Yeah. Uh, so very, very I tell good. you what, drafting similar. And both teams is, is, worked has, out has worked out. That's what I did. That's why First I made it First time I've been able to pull it off, yeah. and I'm in for two leagues.
2: Yeah, talking like, yeah, 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 I'm so good at fantasy. Yeah, man. Don't forget the fact that you had by far the best team, best team. on paper in our league. Injuries and happened. And you did not You did have the best
1: the team. Playoff. I had a lot of injuries. Even so. I was like, man, did my team not make sucks playoffs.
2: compared to his. If, if you want to, never mind how bad Scraby's fantasy football team was when it shouldn't have been, the real struggle going on in the studio is pretty much on a daily basis watching Tony Gwynn Jr. try to figure out what to do with his fantasy basketball team. Oh, that is oh, true. My Lord. He is, dare I say, lost?
1: I'm getting pummeled. You're getting pummeled? Yeah. Yeah.
2: You had nine categories in which you compete in. Last week AJ Preller got No, not
1: not that AJ. Oh, not that AJ. Cassaville.
2: Oh, Cassaville. Yes. Got eight out of the nine and his he was complaining about his team (laughs) a couple of weeks ago.
1: I I, I haven't looked at the standings for good reason in a while, but I think we're two of the worst teams in this league. As a matter of fact, you are two of the worst teams in the league and he beat you and he beat you eight to one. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we are the two worst
2: teams in the league. So that doesn't bode too well. Fantasy basketball seems so confusing to me that I don't know that I could even compete in it.
1: Well, the, the part of the problem for me is that I, I played in fantasy basketball leagues before, and it didn't. It wasn't categorized right. It was most points okay. total. Right. This one is you got a, a percentage, a field goal percentage category. That's a win if you win that. Right. You have so, field
2: goal percentage against your opponent each week.
1: Uh, there are nine categories, and at the end of it. If you're if you've won eight of nine, you're eight and one for that week. Wow, that goes into your category. I have consistently been the best. I've gotten is four out of five, four out of four four, and four five. out of nine. Yeah, four out of nine. So you haven't had a winning. I haven't week had a winning all week, season. All season, I sit at nineteen and fifty. Tony, if I don't. Oh, you, Tony, <laughs> oh my if don't,
2: goodness! If you don't mind me asking or uh, pointing out to you, they're getting to the halfway point of the NBA season. Yeah. You still don't have a. Uh, Still
1: don't have a victorious week. No.
2: What's AJ's record after beating you eight to one?
1: Twenty. Oh, it's still question. pretty bad. It's it's still it's, pre, it's pretty bad. It's twenty five. Yeah. And forty seven.
2: Oh my goodness! That's after he had a week, <laughs> an eight in which one week, he
1: crushed you. Yes. Man, it's uh, it's hard out here. And, and I've heard your team, your team sounds almost like an all-star I, team. I, I have a good team. So, well, you don't. Well, obviously, on paper, I have a good team. Okay. I have six guys who are out with O's next to them. I had, I had eight. Thankfully, LaMelo Ball and, and James Harden have come back here in the last week, but it's been a bad year, to say that.
2: You have me. LaMelo Ball and James Harden on your team, and you're 19 and 50. <laughs> They've also been hurt damn near the whole season. Well, it seems pretty impressive. Yeah, it's bad. This is no. Who's in it. the league? Who who started this league? Uh, Wasn't it the Padre PR it, department? It, it, well, Darren or not the department, but
1: no, Darren. Uh, right, it's his league and a bunch of his former. You know, Darren used to work for Darren Feeney. I'm I'm sorry, I should yeah, right. clarify one of the one of the. One of the great people that helps great us. Great PR guys we have it for the Padres. Used to work for the Miami Heat. Oh. And so. He did. He I didn't did. know that. Yes. He, he, got, he used to work for the Miami Heat. And so he has a bunch of fellas that he plays with. Uh, so uh, you're really an uncharted territory. i, I, I you're definitely. You're playing with an, like
2: basketball savants. Well, yeah, you're it, an expert. They level. are coming off
1: as basketball savants in this league for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Poor me and poor A.J. and I both were asked last minute to join. And we were like, oh, yeah, sure. We, we know our basketball. And <laughs> did you, we feel get, a, like did you been... get a
2: fair shot at the draft? Or no, we you... did. We did. Oh, okay. Was we, the draft we, like a snake draft like, or was it an we, auction? We
1: both feel like we've been hustled a little bit. <laughs> hey,
2: Was it a snake draft or auction draft?
1: <laughs> it was a snake draft. Okay.
2: No, because the last year I ever played fantasy basketball was a, an auction draft. And I didn't realize that when you put someone up on the block and you give them a bid, that if no one else bids, bids. That's yours. That's yours. So I put Kevin Durant up and I had a budget of like 150 bucks and I spent 80 <laughs> and they're like you're an idiot because <laughs> no one's going to bid on that and you just bought Kevin Durant for 80 bucks and now you have 70 left. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Auction drafts are a whole nother bit of strategy
1: altogether. I and don't stress. know if I've ever been this bad at anything in my life.
2: Yeah. Maybe it you'll sounds pick it up like in the second you are half. really strong. 19 and 50. All right, so let's hear your let's we got a minute. Let's hear. Besides Harden and uh LaMelo Ball, like who else? Like, is there team? anybody on your team that's just doing so badly that you didn't expect or is it just all the injuries?
1: Uh no, it's pretty much all the injuries that are are torpedoing my year. Brandon Ingram hurt, Bradley Bill hurt. Cameron oh, all Johnson sound like hurt. really good players. Uh my my bright spot uh Zubac for the Clippers. Zubac is your bright spot. My, my bright I spot thought that was a Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> it's been my bright spot this year, man. It's been a oh
2: run. Zubat, Zubat. Sorry, Lakers are fun. back in action tonight, taking on the Denver Nuggets.
1: Come on, Lake Show.
2: Tony uh, will be uh, involved <laughs> okay. in the action
1: tonight. I'll either be uh, highly upset. Give me, give me, give
2: me a little feel for like a Friday night at your house where where you know the kids are coming home from school and your wife's there and dinner and Friday night and the Laker game's coming on and like I you know like an hour after you get home.
1: Friday nights are probably the least hectic at my house. There's no practices usually okay. on Friday. Now that you know Friday night lights is done, with mm. flag football. There's no games, so it's probably the only time where I can come home and just. Watch a game, maybe get a couple kids to watch it with me. Whoa, kids will watch with you. Occasionally, they will. That's nice. Occasionally, you got they, they will. Good kids, I mean, I don't. Let's not give them too much credit. Now. They, don't, <laughs> they don't come. They don't come to watch very often. I got to it. They're lovable drag them. kids. Like, right, Dad,
2: can we change the channel now? <laughs> like, what are we watching?
1: Uh, you know, Trey, uh, Trey will sit and watch. My oldest uh, will sit and watch with me. But uh, this is Fridays are usually pretty easy.
2: Do they find you to be hilarious? As, as you watch a Laker game, because both and I yeah. found you to be yeah. absolutely hilarious. Yeah, no, as
1: a, they're used to it. They've seen a, it. Uh, They've seen it since they were babies. So they think <laughs> this is the way you're that, supposed that, to act. That. Watching a game, I, I'm teaching them well about being a fan of their team. This is how <laughs> you're supposed to act. Yeah. Is Trey Lakers fan? Of course he is. Oh wow. Oh man. Does he, he have a choice? He does not. Is he a Padres pos- fan? He does not. He what if he came in next fan. week
2: and said, You know, I was listening to Scraby on the show the other day, Dad, and I've decided to become a Warriors fan, just like my pal Matt Scraby.
1: He would never see a Warriors game ever again <laughs> if he said that. Wow.
2: Huh? He would have
1: I, he would have to YouTube every Warriors thing ever.
2: You know, I I've had this thought. Like if I ever have a kid, I, I think that they're going to have to be I, a uh, forty year. I've
1: been thinking about this since I was a lot younger. Like who would, would the my kids will I have be to be a 49ers fan yours a Lakers fan can you
2: fan. can you honestly control that no you can't
1: but I, think, I think you could have an influence you can have influence
2: yeah you you don't sleep under this roof unless you are a fan of the 49ers I don't know about that far I'm just saying wow I'm saying you can I got tent in the You for say you. if you say another word bad about the 49ers <laughs> I'm putting tape over your mouth yeah yeah that's perfect l- Parenting lock you in a closet too. And exactly you can watch the what game you in, there. in that. My situation. brother in a in a family full of 49er fans, like hardcore 49er fans, he chose to be a Cowboys fan.
1: Ooh, that had to sting in it the household. Did.
2: It was ridiculous that he's sitting there wearing Emmitt Smith jerseys when all of us are wearing the <laughs> yeah, 49ers jerseys. Yeah, does, does he, he have, have any of tattoos him? of stars on his arms? Because, I mean, mm. that would be a sure sign that you're a Cowboy no, fan. No, and now I know why the internet is so slow is because Chris is watching <laughs> hockey over there. That is why the internet is so slow. We, I can see it in the, the reflection. We've talked, we've, about... told this, we've talked about this for the past four years that every time you watch hockey the internet slows down <laughs> not for me yeah not for you cuz you're hogging all the bandwidth so i'm sitting over here like why is this podcast what's bandwidth you? how much how let's just put it this way it's how much energy internet has oh all right God. i'll turn it off you don't need to turn it off anymore 'Cause the the show basically <laughs> I don't need to use the internet for a Scraby little bit. Scraby has been over there,
1: bracket his brain. Like, why is this computer? Well the like, podcast going never so takes slow. twenty
2: Hard. minutes to load and it was taking I'm like, man, we're the only people in this building. <laughs> uh, real quick, I got a shout out to our one of our great listeners, Elizabeth. She is at bets ninety four on Twitter, and I feel really bad for her because I just saw this tweet. And I know she's a massive Padres fan. I think she went to like sixty games or something crazy like that. But she tweeted out to the bleep who stole my M L B package. I hope Karma gets you. It's what? a custom mom Padres jersey. So I'm bringing this up. Someone stole a package off of her porch. Oh, okay. And it was it ended oh, up being a I was thinking like the M L B package. Oh, no, 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 no. Like a like a yeah, actual, that's like, what a, I thought. like an actual jersey that was sent to oh, her. Wow. Oh wow. And I have heard more and more. From my friends, that they're getting porch pirates, and people are stealing things for them from them. And if you're doing that,
1: Diabolical. just don't. Just don't. Especially look this, inside this, your heart. Especially please. this time of year. Right? I know you're like...
2: stealing people's presents, and now you're gonna get a mom Padres jersey. We've talked about karma all week this week, and I would like to say bad karma is on your way, Mister Package Porch Pirate.
1: Is that what they call them? Porch, porch pirates, pirates. Yeah.
2: Gravy, yeah. if you say so, the uh, bad karma will arrive. That is for sure. Uh, okay, good, because I'm hoping the bad karma comes comes their way. Interview of the Week is coming up. Stick
1: around to find out who it is. 51-48, Warriors ahead of the 76ers. Two minutes, 57 seconds left to go in the first half.
2: Where's your... Uh... A lot of people saying that their season's over Yeah, with this injury to Steph Curry. Curry said today he was just uh, happy that he doesn't have to undergo surgery. He'll be gone for a couple of weeks, two or three weeks. But I-, I don't know that I can end the Warriors season based on a three-week injury to Steph Curry. I might be able to end it on the fact that they're just – father time is catching up with them.
1: Yeah, we talked a little Did
2: bit you about – uh... John Morant had a triple-double last night. Boy, did he ever. With like 30-something, 10-10. I mean, this guy, you know, the they two were... best teams in the league right now, I know Boston has the best record, but I think the two most exciting teams in the league are Memphis and New Orleans.
1: The Pelicans. How the about Pelicans that? The
2: Pelicans and the Grizzlies. You know, remember Memphis last year had the number two record in the, in the West, and then the Warriors bounced them. Just think. But now they've had their playoff baptism that's a good team memphis and so
1: is new orleans i mean uh new orleans had their baptism remember they gave uh they Phoenix, gave Phoenix everything. all they could handle good point and uh and so they've already they already come into the year feeling like yeah and and they didn't have uh they didn't have the big man the whole season. they got him like right at the very end last brought year it up, brought it up yesterday the nba you can say a lot of things good bad whatever you want
2: But the league is deep.
1: It's super deep. I
2: mean, some of these teams, like, you know, the Lakers, my Bulls are both 11 and 16. It's not like those teams have no talent. Right. LeBron James, DeMar DeRozan, you know, uh, Anthony Davis, Zach Levine. I mean, these are superstar players on teams that are five, six games under 500. That's how good the NBA is. I mean,. Baseball should be so lucky that its bottom 10 teams actually had star players. Its bottom
1: 10 teams in baseball don't go out and get anybody. No, I mean, that's this is why you know, basketball is so much different, right? You get one or two really talented players, yeah, it changes true. the whole complexion of what your team yeah. looks like. Whereas the other sports, I mean, particularly football, it doesn't matter who you got. You, you need contribution from You've everybody. You to have on the field. 40 guys yeah. playing There's just good no, football. I got to qu- ask you a question about the NHL. I saw that they're talking about going to an 84 game season. I what? saw see that. that? Two how more? Many, how, how many, so they play 82 now. They play 82. What's so I don't really two? know what the, <laughs> the two extra, two extra two games for? are
2: I don't know. <laughs> Gary Bettman, man. Exactly. We've got all the good ideas. Gary Bettman's full of all kinds of life changing ideas. It has something to do with trying to get teams to be able to play more regional games or something. There's so many teams in the league right now. I think there's 32 teams in the NHL or something like that. There's so many teams in the league right now that in order to play every other team home and away, you don't get as many games against your rival teams that are close to you. So I think they want, but I don't know how two games two games is makes change a it. difference there. Yeah, I I don't know the NHL's. The NHL is light years behind the rest of the leagues when it comes to you know knowing how to market its game. Thank goodness they've at least got ESPN going for them now. So every once in a while, an ESPN you know hockey game will pop up on your TV screen. I saw but,
1: I saw this story. I thought it was interesting. You know who Andrew Andrew Car- a- Andre Carter the second is? I don't. He's a standout linebacker for Army. Okay. Uh, a, a potential roadblock has emerged that could prevent. Uh, Andre Carter II and other talented athletes at certain academies from playing professional sports out of school. The Military Times has reported that a potential change in the policy for athletes at the academies emerged as part of a bill being passed through Congress. Since 2019, athletes at military academies have have had the ability to apply for a waiver to delay their active service requirement and immediately pursue professional sports opportunities, according to the way this bill is wrote uh, written, um, they won't be a, able to do that anymore. And uh-huh. so that uh, is going to complicate. Roger Staubach
2: rule. Roger Staubach came out of Navy in the early 1960s, and he had to sit out for, or mid-1960s, he had to sit out for his two years, or whatever it was, before he could go into the NFL.
1: Yeah, it says uh, an agreement by a, uh, a cadet or a midshipman, to play professional sports constitutes a breach of service obligation, so uh, that could go could make it a little bit harder, or the athlete would have to wait a little bit longer after doing some of their uh, certain, serving some of their. It uh,
2: doesn't necessarily seem unfair to me, you know. You, I mean, after all, they're. Uh, I, I totally, is being paid I, I, for, I totally right? see the argument for so, sure. so. You know, I mean, they get that benefit already. And it seems kind of like they should give something back before they're able to go on into their
1: careers. Yeah, it's certainly uh, something that could change here pretty quickly. All right, uh, interview of the day. We go to the NCAA of basketball. Matt Norlander joined us. But first, here's
0: some traffic. Brought to you by Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco.
3: Join rsd.org
0: for more. If your day sounds like. We need to report ASAP. You deserve Madella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more
1: reps, two more.
0: You deserve this ice cold reward. Madela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: That's not necessarily stunning in this year of college basketball. After all, North Carolina, which was the uh, consensus number one at the beginning of the year, they're not anywhere to be found in the top 25 either. Do you think maybe, Matt, preseason polls are kind of just a little bit of a waste of time maybe? I mean, especially with what's happened this year.
3: No, they're not a waste of time. Um, and this year has had some interesting stuff. It's actually not historically a, uh, a wildly unpredictable first six weeks of the season. It's not been exceedingly predictable. But we've actually in the past eight to ten years, we've had a couple of years that have actually had more poll turnover in the first six weeks leading up to Christmas than what we have this year. Um, on San Diego State, yeah, I'm, you know, the losses are all understandable. And, you know, it seemed like a 50-50 shot if they'd make it to this point and and be ranked or not. But when you consider uh, Maui and all the competition there, and then, you know, St. Mary's was was considered a good team going in. So uh, still plenty of time for them. Preseason polls really generate a lot of interest. So from my perspective on it, I do agree in that. Like, I can say from a personal standpoint, where a team is ranked in terms of, like, when you turn on television and you watch a game and you see a team have a number next to it, that doesn't influence whether or not I want to watch the game, but for the majority of the college basketball viewing public, it actually does drive interest. And data show that if you're going to put a game on, and there's a team with a number next to it versus a game with two teams without, people are more likely to watch as well. So some of it is a guessing game, and you know UConn right now rates as the number one team in per you know in predictive metrics. No one had that going into the season. Purdue hit number one of the polls. We've actually never had – how about this? There is some history. Even though the poll overall, the top 25 preseason, isn't as um, completely out of sorts from a historical standpoint, what has never happened until this year in the history of college basketball is the preseason number one being out before the new year and an mm-hmm. unranked team getting to the number one spot in the poll prior to the new year. We had that both. Carolina's gone. Purdue unranked, top of the top of the ranking series. We head into what will be an awesome weekend in college hoops.
1: Matt Norlander joins us here, CBS Sports, talking some NCAA hoops and and Matt. Along those same lines, you, you mentioned uh, an unranked team getting the one, a, a number one ranked team falling out of the top twenty five. It does seem, at least from uh, the naked eye, that there's a there's this is a pool of deep ball clubs in terms of uh, there's a lot of good basketball being played this year.
3: There is, and I actually seen a couple things in the past uh, number of days here about whether or not there actually is an elite team or not. It's too early for that. It always is. Yeah. Well, in some seasons we might look at a, a team that can get out to you know a ten, eleven, twelve and zero start and declare them that they're elite. We actually don't really truly know the answers to those kind of things until we get into February. I do think the likes of, frankly, Tennessee, UConn, Houston, Purdue, Arizona. Um, Kansas, Virginia, Alabama. All those teams, in my opinion, have a chance to actually elevate themselves to the status of elite. And we we have a lot of good teams right now that are capable of proving themselves to be worthy of one, two, and three seats when we get to the end, but they might be four, five, or six seats overall. Right now in D1 men's college hoops, there are, geez, I think there are 10, 20, I'm looking right now, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. There are 61 teams in the sport with two or fewer losses at mm. this point. Only seven undefeated teams left. Three of them, as you guys know, in the Mountain West. But um, there has certainly been a lot of impressive impor- performances. I'm excited tomorrow to go to the Garden, Madison Square Garden, covered the CBS Sports Classic, where we'll get an Ohio State team that, w- if it got a win over North Carolina, it, it would, it would certainly reaffirm Ohio State's credentials as a top 25 team not ranked in the preseason top 25 meanwhile UNC will be a story no matter what happens either way and then the other game is UCLA against Kentucky two really quality two lost teams and the winner of that will you know clearly put themselves in a really nice spot heading into the holiday week
2: well we saw Ohio State and that was the best the Aztecs looked all year Matt Norlander is with us from CBS Sports uh Uh, You talked about the Mountain West Conference has three undefeated teams, uh, New Mexico, UNLV, and uh, Utah State. Are these schools good enough to give the Aztecs a chance to elevate themselves a great deal should the Aztecs have success against those teams in conference play?
3: I think so. So right now the Mountain West is having a better than expected season, and you know, we got to wait till we get to the end of the January to really get a nice scan and look at what the conference is going to be top to bottom. But because there has been some credits and some debits. So Utah State, New Mexico, and UNLV all getting to this point without a loss, not an expected outcome. I love college hoops for the storylines we get in the first six to eight weeks for this very reason. We, no one had that coming, right? But Colorado State, and now it did not have Isaiah Stevens for the start of the season. We get that, but he actually came back earlier than expected. But seven and four a shade below expectations. Wyoming has been the biggest disappointment in the league. It, you know, Some of the losses are not outright terrible, but some of them are not good whatsoever. Five and five right now through 10 games. Jeff Linder's program was expected to compete for the number two spot in the league. That's just not the case right now. Maybe we get into the league and the pokes get their act together, but I don't know. But there's good signs in that, you know, like you've got a good coach in the league at a program that's traditionally terrible, San Jose State, Ten Miles, if if that becomes a quad three game instead of a quad four, that's important for SDSU. And then Boise State, always good, going to be in the mix there. So overall, I do think there will be enough there to continue and buoy San Diego State's profile because I still expect that team, despite the fact that there are three other undefeated teams, I do expect San Diego State to win the league. But because they've been that good, they'll probably take on an extra loss or two in league play that maybe SDSU fans weren't expecting. Because of that, I'm going to throw a blind prediction out there. I'll say right now it's December 16th. I'll say the Mountain West, which if memory serves, I think the Mountain West got four last season, and I don't know if any of those teams actually won a game. They I did. almost want they to did. say they went oh, Right? That's yeah, right. they did. Yeah, they were 0-4. I, I will say the Mountain West repeats that, it gets four teams in, but I am just. I remember Colorado State had the best seed, and I think it was a sixth seed. I think we might have something similar. San Diego State will probably have a good shot at a five seed, but if it does that, it's probably going to need to win the, the conference championship uh, in, the, in the bracket and then win the league and probably have to do so by a couple of games there. But some combination of San Diego State, Utah State, New Mexico, Nevada, Boise State, Colorado State gets it back together. It's probably going to be four of those six. Uh, but the most important thing is that the Mountain West has not taken a step back. Very critical. It was the seventh-ranked uh, conference in the country last season, and it is very much on pace to, to be that again You know, this season. There's distance between the Mountain West, which is not a power conference. It's what I call a multi-bid conference. There's distance between that and the rest of the group, but, but I think it will be putting itself in a position to get – I think it will be at least three. I, at this point, I'd be fairly surprised if the Mountain West doesn't have at least three teams in the tournament.
1: Matt Norlander joins us here on Gwyn and Chris CBS Sports. And, Matt, we look across the other sport in football and we see these teams changing conferences and how much of an impact it has. You look at teams like UCLA, USC moving to the Big Ten. How much does that boost the Big Ten from a basketball standpoint?
3: Uh, significantly boost the Big Ten from a basketball standpoint because the Big Ten in hoops has managed to be a top two conference for I think the, the past five years overall. Um, Diehard, most people listening might not even remember this that was to your show, but like there was a in the mid to 2010s where it actually had some down years and they didn't have a lot of draft picks and there was like what's going on with the Big Ten. It has managed to get itself back up and have you know kind of a or two conference race. Uh, with the with the big 12 for best conference in the country and you know that's that's how it should be you add ucla and you UC, see usc into that and it's only going to continue although i will say this uh and you know it's not happening until 2024 the more teams you put in a league the more weight you're going to have that brings you down mm. so like the sec because it's a 15 team league and has been that way for a number of years now the sec has Virtually no chance at being rated as the best conference in the country because teams that fall anywhere from 11 to 15 in that conference, for the most part, are going to be too low in things like the net rankings and Ken Palm, and you know Sagarin and Torvik and all these all these other metrics. There, so the Big Ten in getting UCLA and USC, I believe that the Big Ten is going to maybe not 100% guarantee, but 95% guarantee that it's going to get seven teams into a 68-team tournament on an annual basis because of how many good programs there are, but I actually think the slope for teams that are in that 7 through 10 and 11 range, it's actually going to be pretty aggressive because when you have that many teams and you're forced to play bottom feeders as a function of the schedule – those wins, if you get them, well, they become quad two or quad three wins. And if you lose them, they become quad two or quad three losses, and those can weight down a resume. So the conference will be better in men's basketball because you get USD and UCLA. I don't know how great those programs will remain in the Big Ten. I think in football it's certainly something to watch for. I think in basketball it's even more because the travel will be more. It would not surprise me if we look up in 2030 – and we look at USC and we look at UCLA. I'm not predicting this would happen. I'm just telling you I will not be surprised based on what we've seen across the past decade. If we look and we say, man, look at this. They both moved there. And USC, on average, finishes 10th in the Big Ten. And UCLA, a blue blood that was really rolling, its average finish in this league is 5th. Like, if they not come in and start dominating, part of that will be the travel. But part of it will also be, if you go back and look at every school that left for money reasons, conference realignment, start with boston college and miami leaving the big east right look at look at nebraska look at missouri look at texas a&m go look at rutgers look at maryland look at colorado go across all of it okay very few schools in both men's basketball and football but in kind of either one very few from a winning perspective in the regular season and in postseason conference tournaments conference how they finished in their conference they're actually not better than they were before they might be making more money that's fine the fans don't get that money the fans are rooting for their teams to have relevance and have successful seasons and real realignment to the tune of say like 80 to 90 percent to 20 to 10 percent actually has worsened those schools standing from a competitive standpoint so just keep that in mind when we talk about UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten maybe they buck the trend but the overwhelming trend is since we've had this over the past 15 plus years it's actually your university in a from a uh, you know revenue producing sports standpoint it actually gets worse
2: matt norlander knows more about college basketball than everybody else out there combined uh matt thanks so much as always happy holidays to you we'll check in with you in a month or so it's been a great college basketball season i agree with you some of the matchups have been terrific enjoy the weekend and enjoy the holidays thanks again for your time
3: thanks matt Merry Christmas, guys. Have a nice weekend. There he goes,
2: Matt Norlander right there from CBS Sports. Joining us here on the uh, premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads.
1: Matt Norlander, CBS Sports, breaking down some NCAA basketball. Really breaking it down. Yeah, no, he uh, he definitely has everything in order. Uh, he's the man you want to go to when it comes to uh, some, some college basketball. All right, well, we are coming to the end of a lovely week of Sports Talk Radio. What's the the, the uh, sporting event
2: you're looking forward to most this weekend?
1: Mm. World
2: Cup final? The Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Wasabi Fenway Bowl. No, I I, I am actually excited about this World Cup final. I want to see Messi do it. You're really not excited No,
1: I am. I want to see Messi do it. Uh, The Lakers in action tonight. Lakers in action tonight? What about you, Chris? And the World Cup.
2: Uh, Probably Dolphins-Bills. I mean, I'm going to have to suffer, but I'm
1: looking forward to it nonetheless. Let's go, Dolphins. I hope you're right, Tony. (laughs) I can't even wish the 49ers any ill will because they've already played for the (laughs) week. And start, get a head start on next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for today's show. We'll catch you again Monday. It'll be Scraby and I. Chris begins his vacay. See yes, I uh, look forward to everybody in a couple of weeks. We'll see you guys next week. Take care.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?